Hey ladies, I hope you're having a great day or a great evening or a great morning whenever you're listening to this. I've gotten a lot of feedback already from last week's episode about how too much information without implementation is just not helpful. And so many of you have resonated with that episode. So thank you for sharing that with me. And Yeah, I can relate. I was there. And it's easy for me to fall back into that, right? Because those of us who like to learn, it's easy to do that because it feels good and it gives us what we need or what our ego and our intellect needs. But today I'm going to go a little deeper. We're going to talk about fear. And I want to speak to directly to some specifics that were brought up inside of the Stop Over Drinking Roadmap community. And remember, the opportunity for you here is to be able to have a six module course where you can work through on your own, especially if you're at the beginning and you're like exploring personal development and growth and just knowing that you're ready to remove alcohol, you can get into this course and it will help guide you and give you the steps to begin to remove alcohol, to begin to explore a little bit more about yourself and what your values are and how to create new routines and shift your environments. And there's powerful stuff in this program. And you get a student community. So you get the opportunity to be in a Facebook group and be safe. So like today, I'm going to be talking about it, but it is always my top priority to keep everyone, um, their privacy that matters to me. So it's a safe space to express and ask questions and show up. And then also, I've just added recently the opportunity for any student at a very, very good rate to have some breakout sessions with me, 30-minute power sessions to really dive into what's coming up for you. So they are loving that opportunity, and um, I want to invite you. So what you need to do is go to Stop Over Drinking, or excuse me, SetFreeSisterhood.com slash roadmap. That is the actual link, setfreesisterhood.com slash roadmap. Oh, and side note, just in case y'all haven't seen it yet, my website's been updated. It's so beautiful. It's so easy to see what I offer. So just go to setfreesisterhood.com just out of curiosity. If you're sitting there goofing around on your phone tonight or tomorrow, type it in. Check out my um, check out my website. You can scroll down. You can see right now I'm currently offering one-on-one coaching and then I have this roadmap program. And here's the deal is I love that you listen and I will continue to add value to you and share with you. And some of you, like I've said many times before, this is all you need. You just need someone to say, hey, sister, you're not alone. I've been there and use these tools and dive in. And then there's some of you that really need the course, that need more of a step-by-step and you like to to get out your journal at home and you like to walk through exercises and you really need that to give you tools and ways to help start changing that part of your life. And then there's others that we just really need to spend some time together one-on-one and help you uncover some of these blocks that keep you stuck because you're you're getting frustrated. You're, you're keep telling yourself like, oh, I keep saying stuck. And why do I keep doing this? And it's frustrating. Let me help you. Okay. So reach out to me anytime. Michelle at setfreesisterhood.com is my email. And today I just want you to, I'm just going to share from my heart and explore fear and how this is normal and, and how and why it comes up. And at the end, hang on now, don't leave me too soon. At the end, I'm going to give you a little bit of a formula to help you explore a little bit more yourself. Okay, enjoy the episode. 
Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch, or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so let's just dive in. I just want to read to you some of the comments that have come up inside of the Roadmap student group around fear. Because I think it's important that you know that other people are probably thinking and feeling the same way about things that are coming up for them. And I believe it will help you. So like I said, stay with me because I'm going to give you a lot more of a exploration and concepts, but I will at the end give you a formula to help you maybe explore this better on your own. Okay. So one of the members said, how do we overcome or break through fear? besides the cliches and then all your standard answers. And I mean like the deeper hidden fears, not fear of snakes or heights, but ones that hold us back from our full potential or desires. This is huge. And I know a lot of you can relate. So then I asked her to go a little deeper. And she said, something holds me back from making some of my dreams reality. I have some really great ideas of things and I would like to do it, but I don't know how to begin. And so let's dive in a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about how do we overcome or break through fear. And you're going to hear me a lot talk about the head and the heart. I'm just going to keep it that simple. The head is very much the ego, the intellect. That's where all the language and the stories come from. Our heart is our body, our emotions, our true self is then there with our soul, our connection to our creator. Okay, so here's what happens is most of the time we're living and leading through our head. And the reason why our head is because our head is the filter that what keeps us safe. We've talked about this. Our brain doesn't care anything about you being happy and healthy. And it is intentional for safety. Okay. I was going to say and joyous and all that. But we all know that. It doesn't care about happy and healthy. So it just wants to keep you safe. So it is always looking for the potential danger. And if there is a story in your head that's been created based on your personal experiences as a child typically is where this starts. Then we build upon it through our teen years and our adult years. And it becomes this huge piece of resistance that stops us from moving forward. 
So the idea of overcoming and breaking through fear is all in our head. There's no such thing (laughs) as overcoming. You know, I think about, let's just say fear is this really thick, heavy rock. We can't overcome it because it's too heavy. We can't lift it. And we can't really break through it because our bare hands can't break this giant, thick, heavy rock, like a boulder. Let's just imagine as a boulder. That's just kind of what came to me. So, but there's some awareness going on here, which is I love. I love the awareness that she has around, I know that something is holding me back. So what we got to do is explore what's going on in our body. When we go to take action, where does the energy come up? Is it a tightness in our chest? Is it in our belly? These are some pieces that matter when we're exploring this new desire to grow. And these are exactly the things that cause us to drink. Because then what happens is we begin to judge, right? The mind goes, huh. So you're scared of doing this and you can't overcome it and you know all the things and you're not implementing and you want to do these things, but you're not doing well, something must be wrong with you. What's wrong with you? Are you stupid? Like, are you just a scaredy cat? Then we begin to hear more language and judgment from our brain. So then what happens normally is we shut down, which could mean a lot of different things. It could be go to sleep. It could be over drinking, overeating, over TV watching. So, because it's so uncomfortable and it's really difficult in the beginning to do all this self-exploration alone. And obviously that's why I'm here and so many other therapists and coaches and counselors. I mean, that's why I believe God has helped me go through this journey and me have to dig through a lot of the muck and the mess to really find what I know works so I can help. But I also realize when I look around the world at all the, the helpers and the servants and the healers that are in this world to serve, that's, that's why they're here. Because I, you know, like I've said before, I have a coach. It's so difficult to see inside of our own story. But if I were to say to you, when is the first time that you remember wanting to do something that you really felt like you wanted to do, but decided to stop or allowed what we're calling fear or this energy that might be in your body pressing on you? When's the first time you remember feeling that? And I just want you to sit with it. So if you're listening as my student and I'm looking forward to connecting with you, we're going to be coaching together one-on-one soon. Or if you're just a listener coming alongside of this, I want you to imagine something in your life that you really want to do, but you would say, I'm just scared to death of doing it. When's the first time that you've experienced this? And what's the story? Were you a kid and you went to speak up to a teacher and she didn't listen to you and she fussed at you and told you like, who are you? You know, you hush up and sit down. Maybe it's around using your voice. And so you, you created a story that my voice isn't valuable or no one wants to hear me. And so then when the opportunity came later in life 
this energy of fear came up in your body because you remember you don't consciously remember, but your body remembers. And this is what I want all of you to really, really grasp when I'm talking head and heart. Your head creates a story which stops you, but the body always knows the answers. And this is what happened is there's this, this pain and energy in your body. Your head wrote the story, but now, you know, here's what we can do. If we created the story, here, listen to me, lean in, lean in. If we created the story and the belief, then we can undo it. And if you've heard me when I language this story of healing and my own journey and my experience, it's unbecoming. So I'm untangling all these old rules and beliefs and lies and negative stories that I've believed about myself or told myself whether I could or couldn't do it. Things like that. Okay? So that's one example. Then one of the other students just kind of mentioned that she was, um, she's going through some different things with a, a move and a divorce. And I can totally relate so much because I went through that. You know, when, when I got separated, I was responsible for making sure the house was clean and handling all the showings and, you know, making sure it got sold and then moving and, you know, shifting with kids and pets and it's a lot. So a lot of times you just go through the motions and she was asked by a friend that said, hey, did you, have you ever really mourned your divorce or leaving your home? And she recognized that she was just looking forward and she pointed out that that probably wasn't the healthiest approach, which is, I'd say this is amazing, really kind friend that would bring this to our attention. You know, sometimes our friends don't maybe deliver it <laughs> as well as we would like. However, it was very, it seemed very like a sweet friend. I don't know anything else about this person. But then my student said, I don't know any other way than keeping my eyes on what's ahead and hopefully my focus on God. So here's what's kind of tricky too. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I want all of us to keep our eyes on the Lord, focus on Him, trusting Him, keeping our eyes up and ahead, seeing opportunities. You know, there's the only way we can take the next step is to have our eyes open and look, right? But sometimes we do try to look too far. And sometimes we try to ignore the past or we look too much in the past. And a lot of this process too is allowing what you need to feel be there. Now, I also want to add to that, sometimes I experience this myself, we do have to give ourselves space and grace because a lot of times when you're in a situation where you're, y'all know when there's really tight deadlines and timelines of, you know, selling a house, doing the closing, getting moved, make sure we have another place to live, scheduling the drivers, scheduling who's watching the pets and where are the kids going to be and cleaning and all the things. Really, there's not a lot of space a lot of times to feel what we need to feel. Because at the end of the day, this goes down to knowing there's an emotion and there's an energy in our body that needs to be addressed. But here's what I want to suggest is that when we do get to a space, we, first of all, we need to give ourselves grace and notice 
ourselves inside of this. Can I be that witness of, oh man, Michelle, I'm going to use me as an example. I see what you're doing right now. There's a lot happening. Focus on God. Let's get where we need to go. I know there's a lot of decisions that need to be made and there's the stresses going on. And meanwhile, I'm still working, but I see you and I know that you've got some stuff in there, you know, some emotion, there's some grief, there's some anger, there's some sadness. We're going to deal with that later. When we get in the new place and get settled, I'm going to create a space for myself to do that, whatever that looks like for me. Now, for me as Michelle, who's been in this this work for a, a good while now, I remember and I do it. I sit down with a journal and release write. I cry. I verbal. I, you know, um, anger release in different ways. I do create space for that. But a lot of times when we're new, and this is me years ago, I didn't know. I just kept on trucking, okay? And here's what happens. I want you to consider... Even as we're talking mind and heart, I want you to consider that we are a container, that you are a container of not only all your thoughts and your behaviors, but your feelings, your emotions. And sometimes you're thinking like of a mason jar. Sometimes we're at such capacity, we really just can't take on anything else. And sometimes we break. And that's usually not the best and the healthiest way to release our emotions because a lot of times that's that's snappy, that's passive aggressive, that's, you know, saying or doing things we don't want, or that's over drinking to where we just numb out, right? So we have to allow these emotions to move through our body. We have to explore them in order to give ourselves more capacity to grow, capacity to take on more. Capacity to see that, oh, I need to release more so I can give more and love more or whatever season that we're in. We got to create space for ourselves because then once we create the space, we just open this ability to learn more and grow more. So then our capacity gets bigger. It's like the jar size goes up, but it can't go up until we release some space for it. Okay. I hope that you were able to grasp onto that visual. So like I promised you, I want to give you a little uh, acronym just to help you explore. Because so much, especially about fear, and I just want to go back to that, even though I really just wanted to address that, that grief and that promise to ourselves that we want to actually feel it and express it. And I've talked about emotions, and I know it can be super scary, especially when it's new. I promise I was there too. Even now, like, I don't like feeling it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yay, I'm really angry and it's a great day or I'm super sad and heartbroken and I'm happy about it. No, (laughs) I don't. Trust me. But I do not try to run from it. I do not try to quickly find a solution, get rid of it, avoid it, uh, pretend it's not there. I just notice So I want you to write down the acronym of fear and let's start there because I know if you are human, you've got fear (laughs) and it may not be stopping you from something like your potential or it could be fear could actually be stopping you right now from um, cleaning out your cabinets and not having alcohol or not going by the store, right? So F 
is face the fear. What do I mean by face it? Well, pay attention to it. Notice it. That's what the student did. She noticed it. And she said, wait, this is something that's coming up for me. Face it. Look at it. Where is it? What are the, what's the story? What's the thoughts you're having? Where is it showing up in your body? The E in fear is embrace. Embrace that it's just part of you right now. And I would say even embrace to accept it. So much of our struggles are this rule and this pressure we have on ourselves where we say it's not okay for me to be feeling this. Really? Are you human? You got to give yourself permission to feel all the things because God created you that way. Talk to him about it. He's the one that gave you these emotions to begin with. A is ask and answer. Ask the fear. What are you afraid of? What's the story? And then answer. Sit with it. See what comes up. I'm afraid if I use my voice, I'm going to be ridiculed again. I'm afraid I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm afraid I'm going to not know what to say. And then what do you answer? Okay. Well, how can we learn to feel embarrassed and still be okay and still feel safe? Because we can't avoid it. I mean, you can, and then you're never going to end up doing what you want to do. I mean, because we want to avoid embarrassment because we label that as very uncomfortable and painful. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed. But I know that if and when I'm embarrassed in the future, that I'm still going to be okay with me, that I'm safe with me, that I don't need to crawl in a hole and hide forever, that that's just an emotion. Same thing with being real ridiculed or judged. Is it comfortable? Absolutely not. But I know that I'll be okay. And that's a practice and a learning and a journey. And so answer those questions. And a lot of those how do I do things or what do I do or why, those are very much head questions. And they're there to stop you because of the fear. And they're there to confuse you a lot of times. And it's like a self-protective thing. Because we didn't know how to walk till we walked. We didn't know how to speak till we spoke. I didn't know how to coach until I learned to coach and practiced and probably was not very good at it. To my first few coaching clients, thank you for trusting me and loving me, (laughs) you know, It's just, we have to answer and we have to face what the lie is saying. Because that's what happens a lot of times. We don't really pay attention. We just feel the fear and then we stop. We resist and our container is too full. So what's the R? You want to guess it? Release. What does that look like? Is it crying? Is it writing? Is it verbally expressing? Is it you know, really on your knees, surrendering and giving it to God. And just because we release something doesn't mean it's gone. Don't, don't think that. And, you know, it's just like surrender. We have to continuously surrender. 
if if there was a step-by-step path and it worked the first time, y'all, I promise you I'd give it to you, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> and no one else on the planet has either. We have to practice, repeat, assess, learn. Practice, repeat, assess, learn. Show up, keep moving. That's how the, this life goes. And this is the journey. Okay, so I hope this helped you. If anything, I hope it encouraged you, let you know you're not alone. Fear is part of the human experience, but I hope this gave you a little bit more, maybe just awareness of what you might could do in your case and maybe give you some awareness of, oh, maybe, oh, I remember when that happened when I was young. Wow, I told myself that I was not worthy or I wasn't valuable or my words didn't mean things like there's just stories that we tell ourselves out of protection and you're human and you're beautiful and you're blessed and let's untangle these lies. Let's let God show us who we are. Let's heal so we can walk into the purpose that he has called us to. Okay, ladies, I love you. Um, stay blessed and I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, I want to make sure that you know about the free masterclass that is available for you. It's the five steps to help you stop overdrinking without stress and overwhelm. Download it for free today at setfreesisterhood.com masterclass. I would love for you to come join the Facebook community too. I will put the link in the show notes. And if you're ready to see what support would look like so that you could start walking out your future of being alcohol free and stepping into the woman who God is calling you to be, email me at michelle at setfreesisterhood.com. Until next time, stay blessed.